0: Welcome to the Canola Watch podcast. I'm Jay Wetter. I don't have an interview for this podcast. Instead, I'm going to highlight three studies from the new Canola Digest Science 2023 edition. The edition has one-page summaries of recently completed canola research projects. To read them all, go to canoladigest.ca and click on Science Edition 2023 in the top left. Highlight number one. New Nutrient Uptake and Removal Guidelines This article is on page 14 of the print version, which Canadian canola farmers received by mail in the past week or two. Fran Wally, recently retired from the University of Saskatchewan, revised the Crop, Nutrient Uptake and Removal Guidelines for Western Canada. These guidelines were last updated in 2001. Wally developed new guidelines for 14 annual crops grown in Western Canada, based on measurements taken from straw and seed samples in 2020, 21, and 22. The guidelines cover macronutrients nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, and sulfur, and micronutrients copper, zinc, and boron. I'm going to focus on canola removal of nitrogen and boron, just to give a sample. First, the nitrogen. Based on Wally's surveys, canola removed an average of 1.68 pounds of nitrogen per bushel. One 50-pound bushel of canola contains 1.68 pounds of nitrogen on average. It is interesting to put nitrogen in that perspective. The number seems small given the input cost of nitrogen, and yet it is smaller than the 2001 number. Wally says it is important to note the range, which is plus or minus 0.32 pounds. Canola removes 1.36 to 2.0 pounds of nitrogen per bushel of yield. The 2001 guidelines, when calculated on a per bushel basis, put nitrogen removal at 1.74 to 2.11 pounds per bushel. So the updated guidelines may suggest that modern hybrids are more efficient at turning nitrogen into yield. I also want to mention the boron number. Micronutrient numbers are so small that Wally lists them as pounds per hundred bushels of crop. Even at that, the average boron removal rate for canola is 0.048 pounds per 100 bushels of canola. 0.048 pounds is less than an ounce, 22 grams in metric. So about one-third of an O'Henry bar. Also notable, peas remove a similar amount of boron to canola. Soybeans remove a lot more. Cereals remove a lot less. If you have soybeans in your canola rotation, you may want to pay extra attention to soil boron reserves. You can play around with the results for all 14 crops and all 7 nutrients with the new online calculator. Go to prairienutrientcalculator.info. One note, the calculator uses the 75th percentile of the survey data, not the average, with the goal of limiting the risk of underestimating nutrient removal. So if you enter 100 bushels of canola into the calculator, you'll get 0.058 pounds of boron, not the average 0.048. Wally emphasizes that these estimates are to be used as guidelines only, not prescriptions. The purpose of these estimates is not to replace soil testing, but to assist in developing fertilizer management plans or to help interpret soil test reports. These estimates should always be used in conjunction with soil testing. Wally says. Next, I'm going to page 35 of the magazine. The article title is Gene Editing Turns Off Susceptible, or S, Genes to Improve Clubroot Resistance. This article summarizes the research project, establishing a transgene-free, CRISPR-Cas9-based genome editing platform to improve canola resistance against canola disease. Wei Xiao, at the University of Saskatchewan, is the principal investigator. The focus with a lot of genetic efforts to manage disease is to scour the world for new resistance genes. Then go through the process of back crossing them into commercial quality canola lines. Wei Xiao is taking an opposite approach. Wei has identified genes that make canola susceptible to clubroot and is using gene editing to turn them off. This work showed a significant reduction in clubroot severity compared to the control. The researchers successfully developed and demonstrated an S-gene-based strategy to improve durable clubroot resistance. They also established an in-house CRISPR-Cas9-based platform to accelerate gene discovery and agronomy trait improvement in Brassica napis. This brings me to my third and final article, New Clues to Sclerotinia Stem Rot Resistance, on page 33. This article summarizes the project resistance to sclerotinia sclerotiorum effectors in canola. Duane Hegedus, research scientist with Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada in Saskatoon, was the principal investigator. Sclerotinia sclerotiorum, the pathogen that causes sclerotinia stem rot, produces proteins that trigger a response in canola. The response is to kill off the infected area with the goal to cut off the infection. However, Sclerotinia actually feeds on this dead tissue and gets stronger. So, Hegedus had the idea what if canola didn't respond in this way? What if we could shut off the canola genes that cause the necrosis, thereby stopping or slowing sclerotinia infection? This project opens the door to effector guided breeding, where one can select or engineer lines that no longer produce the corresponding necrosis inducing protein receptor and are, therefore, immune to its effect. This work continues. Here are a few other notable discoveries featured in Canola Digest Science 2023. On light textured soils, farmers can greatly reduce nitrous oxide emissions and ammonia losses from soil by deep banding urea or using enhanced efficiency fertilizer products. Deep banding is three to four inches. This is based on research by Mario Tenuta at the University of Manitoba. If canola cultivars are showing increasing susceptibility to black leg races in a particular field, seed treatments could help canola growers reduce the risk the next time canola goes on that field. Gary Peng with Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada in Saskatoon concluded that newer seed treatments, including Sultro, look promising against early blackleg infection in susceptible canola cultivars. Susceptible is the key word. None of these seed treatments has shown significant additional efficacy on any of the resistant canola cultivars tested under field conditions. Brian Barris with Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada in Lethbridge explored the interactions between seeding rate, harvest method and timing, and cultivar maturity. Results showed that the combination of late maturing canola hybrid, seeding rate of 120 or 180 seeds per square meter, and straight combining displayed a higher and more stable yield relative to other treatment combinations. This study is the subject of episode 93 of the Canola Watch podcast, an interview with Brian Barris himself. These highlights are just a sample of the content in Canola Digest Science 2023. Read the whole thing at canoladigest.ca. Please let me know what you think of this podcast format. I could do one of these after each issue of Canola Digest, providing you a 10-minute summary of my highlights. Canola Watch is an agronomy service from the Canola Council of Canada, with support from the three prairies-based canola grower organizations, SAS Canola, Alberta Canola, and Manitoba Canola Growers. At the core of Canola Watch is a timely agronomy email with regular updates throughout the growing season on pests, weather, fertilizer management, and other topics. If you are not already subscribed, please sign up at canolawatch.org. This has been a Canola Watch podcast. I'm Jay Wetter. Thanks for listening.